Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni, and with me once again is Colin Mitchell. Colin, how you doing? I'm doing great, Bruni. You want to know why I'm doing great? Why are you doing great? Because our spring game is right now. Yeah, this is our spring game. This is this, our spring game. This is our, this is our moment to shine yeah. in front of all these people, even though... Uh, we probably will have had more listeners on the the shows where we had guests, but that's that's, that's irrelevant. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> we don't need we need Kelvin. No, we don't need we don't need any, we just need us, Bruni. Yeah, we are the shows of this podcast, Colin. All right, um, but no, this is our spring game. We're gonna break down the whole spring season, the uh, storylines, the position battles, the what am what am I forgetting? The coaching changes. Yep. Uh, your questions, depth charts, everything. Breakout stars. Breakout stars. Uh, yeah, everything will be covered here. So, yeah, we're live on Twitch. Um, we don't usually plug at the beginning of the show, but, yeah, we're live on Twitch. We will be on SoundCloud and Apple after the show, so let's get right into it. Colin. Okay. First, um, I want to ask – actually, I want to say that – did you ever, did you get sunburned at the spring game? Or when no. it, it wasn't the spring game, the, on Friday? No, I was very surprised I didn't get sunburned because – I don't go outside anymore, and uh, went outside for this this spring thing, and man, my neck, my neck was on fire. We, we thought we, we thought we were done. Yeah, I, th- I thought I thought my neck was over with. But no, I woke up. I woke up the next morning, to take a shower, I had a nice farmer's tan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> had that nice, that nice, that nice brown. Yeah, of course. And then under that's nice and pale. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. That's pale. all right. That's all it right. Is pale. Um, no, I asked that because I got sunburnt at the pro day. So we should probably talk about the pro day too. We'll talk yeah. about that real quickly. Yeah. Um, but at the pro day, I got so sunburned on the back of my neck and my arms, and I was only out there for like three hours. It was absolutely <laughs> only, terrible. Only out there for three hours. It was terrible. You wear some sunscreen? No, I didn't wear sunscreen. You got to think of the pit or of the of Apogee as like a big parabolic you mirror. You said the pit. Yeah, sorry. Because <laughs> it's like a pit. You know, the the bleachers act as like a mirror, and it just hits you. That's a good point. That's why I that's why never thought are, about that's that. why fields are so much hotter than it actually is on the outside. I thought it was because of the turf. The well, turf, that too. Ref- yeah, because it's black. Yeah, damn, Colin, you just teach you teach our listeners so much about <laughs> fun, Colin's fun fact of the week. Yeah, you, we need to start that segment right now. <laughs> um, but no, so yeah, I didn't get sunburned at the spring game, but the spring game got canceled. I, we're we're saying the spring game, but it's spring our game spring can- game. Damn it. Yeah, it got canceled. So then it got moved to Friday. The practice. There was the, a practice. Yeah, it was a basically a scrimmage. Yeah. And they scrimmage on every weekend anyway. So it was basically just a scrimmage with not a lot of people there. And uh, we saw some stuff. We're going to get into that. I do want to touch on the pro day since we brought it up, yep. even though it's not on our docket. But I do want to bring up pro day because that was an interesting time that we didn't bring up. Uh, we had 11 guys participate in it. We had guys like, you know, Roderick Young, EJ Ajia, um, Cam- uh, uh, Nate Brooks. Kimon Hall, Quinn. Oh, Jalen Guyton. I forget about Jalen. And yes, Quinn Shambor did participate. Had to in throw the him in there. Um, of the that whole thing, my biggest takeaway was that Jalen Guyton is fast. Yeah, and <laughs> it baffles me because I don't remember seeing him that fast during a game. No, we knew he was fast, right, but, but it feels like he got like I know it feels to like go he, to four four speed. Yeah, I mean that's 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 quick. That is quick. That's quick. That is quick. Um, do you think? Okay. Do you th- are you? Do you feel more confident about him having a chance to play in the NFL? Oh, of course. More after the oh, pro day. 
Oh, yes, 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 for sure. Because okay. it kind of made everyone forget about the season he had. <laughs> right? <laughs> Run a 4-4 and you'll be okay. Run a 4-4 and we'll forget about that, that touchdown he dropped thing, in the end my, zone. My favorite thing about that 4-4 is how it kept getting lower from every person that tweeted it. It was like 4-4-4 and then 4-4 and then 4-3-7 and then 4-3-5. Right? It was just like... I thought I was going to go down to 4-3, and he was definitely going to get drafted at that point. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> sure. Um, but no, uh, really, shout out to Jalen Guy, and he's a great great guy. He uh, had a great run here, great two years at UNT. Um, cool guy to talk to, and uh, hope wish him the best. I But I think Roger Grun- Roderick Young had the best pro day of anybody. Oh, yeah, he, he I don't remember, 38? Bench 38. 38, yeah, 38. that's unbelievable. 38. And they were, they were quick. I, the video, he was going. Yeah, I mean, he was... Nothing was stopping that man. No, he was going. And then around the the drills, he didn't mess up the drills. He was going up and down, up and down. Uh, can't complain about that. He was looked incredibly strong. Um, and the thing is about Rod is that like playing defensive defensive end, and then I think his junior year playing more uh, tackle. You never really got to see him, you know, get those big sacks that right, Darius yeah. would have, or get those big blow ups in the run game, but. Hell, man, he's putting up numbers like this. I, those are those are the type of numbers that will at least catch somebody's attention. The question that everyone wants to know from from the great Bruni mm-hmm. is: anyone getting drafted in the seventh round? You know, Jalen guy did his best. Think so? He did his best. He's the best chance out of all out of the three main guys. I, th- I probably. think I think he's the best. He has the best chance just because of the numbers that he put up and the fact that in his two years at D one, he had. If you combine them, he had really good numbers. And he was a right. four-star out of high school. Right. Won Went to at, Notre Dame. Yeah, he was with Kyler Murray. Like, I mean, he has he has some of the the good— What if, uh, what if the Cardinals got him after with drafting Kyler, Kyler? Right. Him and Kyler coming back. <laughs> Reuniting. Reuniting, like, the Allen Learn from days. Larry Fitzgerald that works out. Right. Exactly. So, I think Jalen probably has the best chance. Uh, Rod will, probably won't, unfortunately. He'll probably get a camp, though. I think the, the goal for everybody is to get it in a camp. Though, of course, obviously. yeah. Just to so kind of EJ, get your name out there. I think EJ can, and I think uh, Nate Brooks will have a shot simply because he is – he's a uh, – we know he's athletic. We know he's long. And yeah, we know physically he's, he has Physically, it. he – yeah, he can, he's there. Uh, Kimon, I'd argue, is just as good of a def- as a cover- coverage guy – as he is, if not better, but mm-hmm. physicality means a lot at this level. And, oh, yeah. Uh, so but he could be in a camp, too. Another another interesting thing, I know you mentioned this to me uh, whenever Pro Day happened, that you didn't see Brandon Garner out there when you were surprised by that. Yeah, I was very surprised by that. Uh, not because I think Brandon Garner, you know, has a, could have got drafted or anything. But you know he was a good he was a good linebacker. Yeah, he yeah. was a really good linebacker. He was, he was he had a big some big plays yeah, especially against UTSA. Exactly. He had a big year, and so I was kind of surprised not to see him out there. But he was I mean he was out there. He just wasn't participating. He was out there supporting the guys and everything. And uh, Brandon Garner is a great dude to talk to. He is he's really cool, really relaxed, and everything. And uh, so I think he's gonna get into coaching. That's what I what I heard. What that's, he told that's me. the word around the street. What he told me. Well, that's what he told me. So okay, that uh, is the word. Yeah, that is the word. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. I wish him all the best. He's a great guy too. Um, I think that's all I had on pro day. Colin, do you have anything else besides Quinn Shambor shining? <laughs> no, I don't have anything <laughs> else. Thank you though. Yeah, that was great, Quinn. Quinn running out there. He was a uh, yeah. I think I think he was just trying to have some fun. Yeah, you know? just getting to throw the ball. Just again. get to throw the ball out there to JG and uh, Kudjo Young. We didn't mention Kudjo was out there as well. Uh, I kind of forgot about him. Quinton Jackson was out there as well. Shout out Quinton. 
<laughs> We're talking about, like, I think he had four catches on the year. Something like that. I don't know. All right. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get into the spring, though. This is why people are listening to this episode, um, if at all, not to listen to us talk about Quinn Shambor. Yeah, I thought um, you said we were the show, but anyways, I, go no, on. We, the, go we're, on. We're only as go good as our on. topics. Uh, all right, Colin. First, I want to recap the spring. I want to talk about what we saw in the spring season. We have, we're going to be answering questions from people later in the episode, but I think the good thing to do would be to set like a general – you know, a general overview from what we saw in the game, uh, because Mason had a. Okay, here's here's what I was, Mason's I'll say. whole spring's been been interesting. Look, we have. Here, you just want to start with the storylines. I guess that and recaps then break the off camp. from there. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's, 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 let's do that. Let's All do right, that. that's a great idea. Our pre-production is on Awful. point. <laughs> really, really on the same page. All right, so let's start with Mason then. So okay. let's get Mason out the way. Uh, for the entire camp, Mason had a uh, cast on his on his left hand. Mm-hmm. Nothing serious, you know. It's just a soft cast, so that way he doesn't put too much pressure on it and stuff like that. I nothing was serious as far as I heard. Obviously, like he's out there every yeah, day. Yeah, he, he he's putting pressure on his thumbs and his finger. It's just not his palm and his uh, mm-hmm. arm. So that was the first thing you noticed about him. And then second of all, second of all is. We've talked about for him having the new offensive coordinator, Bodie Reader. So him learning that, uh, those changes, playing faster, kind of getting used to that system and everything and seeing how that plays out, seeing how he adjusts to that. Yeah. And at first he didn't adjust to it very well because of uh, the speed and some things he was unclear of. Yet Bodie said he did a great job asking questions and stuff. But, you know, there's going to be some uh, indecisiveness at this level, at this point in the year. For right. Him. And what's un- understandable for spring. But the thing is about Mason is that he's always going to keep trying to learn and improve. And at times it looked kind of rough in the spring season, yeah. which I don't want to, I don't want to come off and say that he was bad in the spring season. Cause he made some throws. He was fine. I was there numerous times in practices and I saw him, if they had targets set up or guys running routes or running, whether it was deep or short or medium, he hit the throws. So I don't want to say that he was bad, but there were some times where he clearly thought he had something that he didn't or was indecisive at the line and ended up having to throw it away and stuff like that. So he didn't look great this spring. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, and I was only there for that one day last mm-hmm. Friday, and I think he threw two picks, but yeah, then he he'd always bounce back afterward. Yeah. So, had, so it wasn't like he was awful like you are like you were saying. Uh, he was able to come back and, you know. Mm-hmm. And if anything, it's probably good for him to be bad in the spring. Right, get it out of the way now. Yeah, and, you know, he wants to learn from it and get to see what happened and stuff <clears> like that. Um I think that it's not an alarm or anything. I think he's going to be fine. I think that Mason Fine is going to be great. I think we both predict, I mean, all fair, we both talked about him putting up career-high numbers next yeah. season under if, Bodie. If they're speeding up the offense. Yeah, if they're speeding up the it. offense and if they can actually, like, move the chains in short-distance situations and get him more <laughs> get him more, uh, more down we to gotta play with, we got to have a third one comparison between him and uh, between Bodie and uh, Graham. Graham, yeah. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. That will be a story to watch. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he – that's how I want to start it off. I just think that Mason's mistakes were kind of like they were there and they were obvious. Like there wasn't any hiding them. It was just I don't. I'm not taking too much out of it. Right. Yeah. And I don't think anyone should. Yeah. So that was the first thing I want to start with. Just to not to I guess to alarm our our listeners. They're gonna start panicking. They're gonna send us tweets. Yeah. What are you saying? <laughs> how- start casing. Start casing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. But those two interceptions, Colin, were by Cam Johnson. Yeah. And that is where we're going to go with this conversation next. Yes. Cameron Johnson. Actually, I shouldn't take Cameron. I've never heard anybody call him Cameron. 
don't want to extend a name that's not needed. Uh, Cam Johnson picked him off twice, and both of them were pretty impressive plays. He had the one where he like contorted over Dion Hare Griffin, mm-hmm. picked him off, and then he had one on the sideline where he picked it off and returned it for a good amount. So yeah. he had two plays yeah. where he picked off Mason, and I think he was one of the storylines that caught my eye, especially in that in that basically the spring game basically he had yeah. with those two picks yeah no for sure because this team without nate brooks and came hall you lose both starting corners and cam johnson last year when he played when came was out was kind of like we we both were like is he ready yeah and i feel like he's kind of proved himself throughout the spring and on friday when i was there i mean he had those two picks and it's not like they were just like gimmies i mean yeah he, he like you said he got in the air for the one on Dion hair griffin and then uh on the sideline so it's good to see that he's kind of coming out as like the number one corner so. yeah uh jordan roberts even got snaps last year at the the corner spot he played in 10 games and he is going to be asked uh, to do a lot at the <clears throat> second cornerback position they picked up quinn whitlock uh, from the junior college so yep. he'll be the third corner as of right now i mean it's pretty locked in that cam's the number one jordan's the number two quinn's the number three that's pretty much how it's set up that's going to be really fun to watch and see if they can live up to the expectations. Right. I, I literally just wrote a story like four hours ago saying that <laughs> yeah. they they are expecting to live up to that expectations. They got a new cornerbacks coach in Clay, in, uh, Clay Jennings, mm-hmm. who was really funny to talk to. Uh, once I told him I was with 24-7, he kind of laughed. And he was like, oh, wow, <laughs> Jordan, you didn't tell me that. Paparazzi. Yeah. He's, coming. <laughs> He's acting like I was like the enemy. I was like, TMZ. no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm a friend. I'm a friend. Uh, but no, so he was he was a cool guy to talk to, but I think Cameron Johnson again, Cam not you Cameron. Stop saying that. Cam Johnson. That's awful. I know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Cam Johnson is gonna be. Uh, if if this spring showed us anything, is that Cam Johnson is ready to play that number one corner spot. I agree. So, yeah. I'm still. I don't want to put all the pressure on him yet, but that's basically what I'm doing right now. Yeah, I agree. Is um, that? Do you see? Yeah. Do you see? Think Deshaun Gaddy might have a chance to come through. Because we talked about it at the end of last season where he could possibly get significant snaps, or I did at least. Yeah. Um, Deshaun Gaddy's an incoming freshman from right. Arlington, uh, Martin, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Highest rated recruit? I think he I'm was mistaken. either first or second. Yeah. Very high rated. Um, man, that's going to be tough. If It'll be a Like, battle. what would it take, I guess, for him, I think to, for him to get some snaps? He would have to beat out Quinn Whitlock, who uh, was the junior college guy to come over. I think the fourth corner is kind of tough for you to get snaps as a fourth corner. I agree. Unless someone gets hurt or someone gets benched. but uh, So I think he would have to beat out Quinn, and then mm-hmm. we'll, we'll go from there. But they'll probably look – I mean, with all the freshmen, they're going to look to – and we'll get into um, the freshmen in, in a bit. But uh, Deshaun Gaddy's not on campus yet, uh, so he'll have to break into – He'd have to be a significant contributor for this team for them to not redshirt him, right? right. So yeah. with the new redshirt rule, you can play four games and still be redshirted. We saw that with Case and, and guys like that last year. Um, that's basically the thing for any freshman is you're gonna have to prove to yourself, prove to the guy, prove to the team that you are needed, or else they're just not gonna. Right. There's there's no need to. Course, and I think yeah. Oscar Attaway is a great example of that. And uh, that kind of segues right to my next topic. <laughs> Look at this. On it today. I'm, I'm on it, man. We don't got to guess. We're going. Uh, don't worry. We will have guests in the future, though. Uh, we will. Don't worry about that. But, uh, all right, running backs. Oscar Attaway had a great spring. Yeah, he, he got a lot of snaps. He got a lot of snaps. I heard some good things from um, sources. 
I uh, <laughs> I can't say sources without Colin laughing at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I drink your monster drink, okay? Uh, so I, Oscar Adaway had a really good spring. He broke some big run, runs that I saw. Uh, he's a physically imposing back. He is already, I think he's already physically ready to play in the college level. But yeah. if he can get another year, that'd be great. And there's no need to play him this year, to be quite honest. Like, unless if everything in the world goes wrong, but I just don't see it. I think you look at this you look at this uh, running back depth chart. Everyone pretty much knows who's on it, but I'm just going to repeat it for reiteration. DeAndre Torrey. <laughs> yep. Lauren Easley, who was not healthy over the spring. Um, Evan Johnson. Uh, Nick Smith. I'm sorry, I skipped Nick Smith. Nick Smith, Evan Johnson. Trey Siggers now, who moved back from the yeah, safety moved, position. Moved back to running and, back. And... Uh, Brandon Farr, Evan Johnson, there's a six. Anthony running White. Anthony White. That's why I have you around, Colin. High five. There you go. Um, Anthony White is a six running back. So they got six running backs. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. A lot. Seven with Oscar. Uh, Evan. Oh my God. So anyway, yeah, Evan Anthony. Damn, so, so that's you get, seven. So you get to that point. It's we've talked about this all last season. How deep North Texas has running backs. None of them are stars, but they all are able to contribute. And pretty evenly. I mean, you go down. You go down three. I mean, you, I feel like all Those of them could three. be starting. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it would take a significant blow to the running back depth yeah. to uh, to play Oscar. Um, but I feel like if like if you didn't have a Tory, if you didn't have a Lauren Easley, I feel like Oscar would probably play this year. Yeah, um, I agree. But like you said, there's no reason to play him. Let him sit a year, get more, you know, built up. And learn the system more, and then next year you can come in running. Yeah. Uh, the running backs that stood out to me besides Oscar were uh, DeAndre Torrey. He looked pretty explosive, pretty spry. He had a nice, like, spin move uh, at the game we were at. Um, easily sat out, like I said. You know, Evan and uh, Anthony had some some moments in there in the, when their snaps. I think that Trey Siggers kind of took me by surprise. Yeah, it was really surprising because he was a safety all last season. Right. And then they move him. And then he had a he had a couple breakaway runs. Yeah, yeah. So he was uh, I mean, I guess we shouldn't be surprised. He was pretty well recruited out of high school to be a yeah running as back. a running back. So yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't be shocked. But uh, yeah, he had some runs. So that was uh, interesting. Again, there's no reason I don't think to not retro Oscar this year. Yeah. Like worst case scenario, you just put Anthony, Evan, uh, and Trey, or you even in just there. play Oscar if you want to for four. Yeah, for games four games at the so, end of a game. So. so yeah, that's uh the running back. Storyline was really interesting to watch, and I think that um, hopefully everyone stays healthy this year, so that way they have just three really good backs, and then you can go to like Trey or Evan. Do or you think uh, DeAndre? Um, uh, sorry, I always call him Tory, so I had a I had a brain DeAndre Tory. Yeah. Do you think Do you think uh, DeAndre Tory has solidified himself as getting a majority of the snaps? Because last year it was kind of off and on, especially with Lauren Easley, and then we saw him toward the end kind of take the mm-hmm. full load. Do you think that continues? Um. He is the starting running back right now, in my opinion, and right. from what I've yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah, but do you think he shares some snaps? This I think season? if Lauren easily gets back to where he was last year, I think he's definitely sharing sharing okay. snaps. I think they're definitely no one's getting over fifteen carries a game. Ah, shoot, no one's getting over twelve. No, okay, twelve to fifteen carries a game. Okay, I'll say that's what the leader gets. So it's gonna be really dispersed. It's gonna be really spread out. So and Bodie even said that to me one time when I talked to him. Um, speaking of Bodie Reader. That uh, offense is playing a little faster. I didn't get to see a ton of it uh, in the game we were at because yeah. um, I saw all three of their their scrimmages, and you could tell they were like trying to go faster. But then like Mason was like, 
whoa, what is happening? Yeah. Like, hold on, hold on. You can't just snap the ball five seconds after it's placed down. Because it was so slow last season. Yeah, it was just such a different pace. It's so weird for Mason to have to go from Graham Harrell's, you know, get to the line, look over to the sideline offense, and then snap the ball 10 seconds left on the clock to snapping it 10 seconds after the play ends. Right. Like It was also weird to watch as, like, a spectator Mm -hmm. because it was like, wow, they're doing this? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You've so never, you've ever really seen it. Yeah, that's gonna be the thing. To I think that's the thing that everybody wants to know is how how fast is Bodie really gonna go? Yeah, I feel like even just say you play faster, but I feel like last season there was times when this team needed to play faster and they didn't. Mm-hmm. And that whether that's like trying to confuse the defense or anything like that, I feel like it was always just kind of the same thing. You know, get to the line, even when it was like like I mean the infamous third and ones that always happened. I feel yeah. like. With these, with the sped up offense, Bodie can kind of use that to his advantage. Even if it's not the staple this mm-hmm. season, um, I feel like getting into that and kind of using it more would be really important. Yeah, so that's um, you summed it up perfectly. I think that's going to be the thing to watch is how fast is fast for Bodie. Right, that's my question. Um, two more guys I wanted to hit on for my storyline or the storylines that I had looking at. Um, I don't want to get into the entire offensive line, or maybe I should get into the offensive line. I feel I feel like we just need to talk about the tackles. The tackles. All right, yeah. Them because the middle made. three are all the same. We yeah. got the Mosa brothers and the Woodworth. Even though Woodworth was hurt in the spring season, he didn't play. He was in a um, boot. Uh, also, so was Bryce English, just to wrap up our injury report. We have. <laughs> it's been wrapped up. Right. Um, <laughs> so we have the Mosa brothers. We have Woodworth. Um, I believe Preston started at guard in place of Woody, uh, if I remember correctly. I believe number 70. Uh, so then on the tackles is where the changes are this year. This, since, this is the point that matters to everybody. Yeah, since no Jordan yeah. Murray's here, since no Riley Mayfield is here on the tackles, we had to replace them. Uh, they brought in DeAndre Planton big. from Virginia Tech. He is big. a big dude. He's a really cool dude. Hilarious dude. I haven't gotten to talk to him, but he's just he's a funny guy. How do you know he's funny? Because I've seen him interact with people, and he's... Bree looks on he from jokes. afar. Yes. <laughs> Look, man. That's the observer. A, I'm a journalist, okay? I'm a journalist. <laughs> That's what I do. Investigative. That's what I do. Anyways, uh, Plan's a really funny guy, really cool guy. Maybe we'll have him on the pod. Who knows? But um, he is brought in from Virginia Tech as a graduate transfer. He will be manning the left tackle position basically 100% of the time. And then on the right tackle position, they're going to have, as of right now, it's probably Jacob Brammer, Mm -hmm. who started at left tackle for about four games for uh, Jordan Murray last year, but Jordan Murray ended up getting a lot of the snaps. I think Brammer has a lot to prove this year at the right tackle spot because Jordan Murray was probably better than him last year. Yeah. So we need a little bit more. Uh, yeah, we, we need, <laughs> need we a need little more. bit more here. But but I think I think him at right tackle is, is going to be easier for him because left tackle is going to be, I mean, obviously in any offensive line, left tackle is the spot that you yes. need to make sure you have down. I think it'll take some pressure off of uh, Brammer mm-hmm. playing in that right tackle position and not having to worry so much. Yeah, about... and having uh, experienced guys like inside of him, I right. think will help big yeah. big time too. If of it's uh, I'm trying to think. I think Woody's on the left guard and uh, Mosi is on the right guard. So having those type of guys on the inside will help. Getting that experience will help. He was a uh, redshirt freshman, I believe, last year. So I think he's going to be a re- so he's a redshirt sophomore now. Another year, hopefully, he is what they need at that spot to yeah. protect Mason. Finally. Please. In his fourth year, please. <laughs> like that's a uh... only if Mason had that four game red shirt thing, right? Damn, man, he'd be playing A and M next year, Whew. and winning and winning. All right, anyways, <laughs> uh, but no, the uh, the thing that uh, 
always intriguing about this offensive line in the spring was that if you look at their personnel, it's a lot of talented players, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think both Mosley brothers were all-conference honorable mention. Um, you have Woody, who was solid for a lot of the year. Probably those three, and then you add Planton, who's supposed to be... Power five player. Yeah, he's a power five player. And then you have Brammer, who... You can hold you it know, down. Could be shaky, we don't know, but hopefully he's improved, and hopefully he's at least adequate at that position. So you look at it on paper, you have five guys who should be good, should have the best offensive line in Mason's time here. Oh, yeah. I, you'd hope so. I right. Mean, you, like, br- you, you bring in, be. you have experienced guys, you br- bring in a le- the left tackle that you have to have, mm-hmm. especially if you're trying to win a conference championship. And I think looking back, it was just always Jordan Murray, like causing the problems. I mean, in, in everyone's <laughs> eyes. It's, yeah. And obviously, the line wasn't perfect last season, but it starts at left tackle, and hopefully, uh, DeAndre is able to come in and, and hold that down and kind of be a star on that offensive line and, and a veteran. Uh, for the, the other guys. Yeah, and uh, hopefully with the faster offense, they can not force Mason, you know, into... Hopefully stuff can get going faster. We right, don't, more we don't rhythm. To, yeah, more rhythm, exactly. Um, we'll see what how that plays out. And then lastly, Deion Noble moving to defensive tackle. I think that's big. I think it's really big because it kind of gives the line a different look than it does with Bryce English. Bryce English is a Vince Wilfork-esque guy. I'm not going to say he's Vince Wilfork. I don't know if that's offensive <laughs> to him or what, but he's a that type of gar- uh, nose tackle. So having a Novel who's a little slicker, a little smoother. Bigger, like taller. He is taller. He's a lot taller. And then putting him at defensive tackle, we'll see how that plays out. It's we, just a, we saw it's flashes look. from him last season. And yeah, at like, end, though. Yeah, but still, I feel like him being a, a D tackle, I mean, I feel like this team's gonna be it's gonna be important for this team. Yeah, and we'll see if Bryce English when Bryce English gets healthy, bless his soul. Yeah, and, man, he's had a rough college. Yeah, yeah he's. Early. I mean, he was he's in a boot. I think he'll be okay. I mean, I'm sure he'll be okay by the time fall comes around. But you know, it's always once you come back, it's getting back in shape, getting yep. re- readjusted and everything. So we'll see. Hopefully, he's fine, and that'll give them a good depth on the defensive line with him and uh, Noble at the tackle position. So. Those are all my storylines, Colin. Did you have do you have anything else? I, I, I had some storylines. Sli- are, are we doing a breakout players in this too? No, I wanted to. I want to separate that. Okay, okay, okay. Because I, no, well, I, I only have a couple storylines then. Oh, okay. Um. So, we already talked about the offensive line, so we don't have to repeat that. But I think linebackers this season. Okay. Is is a very big one because yeah. we don't really know. We kind of know have an idea of who's going to start, but we also have those two recruits in the the brother. I forgot their names. Murphy brothers. The Murphy brothers coming Grayson in. Grayson and Gabriel, who could get snaps, like we talked about last season. Obviously, probably not starting, but yeah. I don't really know. The linebacker group is not as good as it was last season. Of course not. You have EJ and Brandon gone, and right? That's pretty obvious. So, I, so it's going to be interesting to see how that affects this team defensively. Yeah. So you have four freshman linebackers coming in: Kevin Wood, Grayson Murphy, Gabriel Murphy, and Taylor Jacobs. Um, do any of those get playing time? I don't know, because you'd have to beat out, you know, Mike Linehan, Will uh, Lee Masters? I, I don't know. I'm saying Lee Masters. Lee okay. Masters, uh, Katie Davis, and I think those are pretty much the three inside ones. But anyways, the Jack position, that's pretty much taken. We know about the mm-hmm. Jack position yeah. with uh, Joe Zogu and um, Jamie King. Those two guys were great last year. They're going to be great again. Yep. Uh, I think Joe I is probably in the lead to start right now mm-hmm. which is perfectly fine with me joe's joe can play yeah and uh so yeah but yeah like you said i think those freshmen will come in and give them some depth at that position at least and give them at least an option you know if you want right. to go to one of the game the murphy brothers they're at least there kevin wood's a little smaller he's about six foot uh, he's kind of more of a speed player so um i'd be interested to see if maybe put him at the jack position or something like that but mm-hmm. um 
I think that they'll be okay on depth, but I just don't know if they're not going to have obviously the elite talent that they had in EJ and Brandon last year. Right, and that and that kind of concerns me because we still don't really know what the secondary is going to be like. Yeah. And the linebackers kind of made the defense what it was last season. So. Yeah, with their pass rush yep. and I mean their ability to plug some holes on, in the run game. Their pass rush especially I think was almost unmatched last year. You you yeah. take you look at what EJ I mean, and every did. every player every I mean every team that had a good running back they just were unable to get anything going yeah in the run game and then in the past game i think that ej had i don't even know how many sacks ej ended up the season with but he had a good amount i want to say it was i'm not gonna guess but uh <laughs> yeah so they 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 put up good numbers we'll see if um will or katie i think kd should probably take one of those spots mm-hmm. but between katie will and um mike those those three i'm not sure how that'll play out so but yeah that's a good good observation linebackers for sure. Yep. So anybody, uh, anybody else? No, I I just have the the breakouts. breakouts. Yeah, the breakouts. All right, let's get to the breakouts then. Okay. Um, do you have a lot? I have three. One of them is a group. Oh, we have the same group written down. All right. Uh, let's start with that group then, because I we know what group it is. So go ahead. Okay. So so I think maybe not so contributing to this season, but in the future, mm. I have backup QB written down. Okay. And we kind of had at the end of last season, we kind of had Kaysen penciled in for next year. We did. We didn't really. Well, just think, ba- solely off of his New Mexico performance. Right. Yeah. Solely off of that, and it's kind of looking like he's not even going to be third on that depth chart. Yeah, possibly. It's, it's a possibility. He, yeah, he could possibly be fourth in this depth chart. Um, Jason Bean's kind of come out, and he's been getting a lot of snaps. I mean, he got a majority of the backup snaps. Uh, yeah. Over spring, and then Austin Austin Annie is it Annie, Annie or Annie. Annie? I'm just saying Annie. Okay, Austin Ani. 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 Let's say Ani. Okay, Austin Ani. Sounds more sounds better. Um he's obvi- I, he could possibly be the starter after Mason leaves. I mean, he was recruited by TCU and he's been getting the third most snaps. So yeah. um when Kaysen's come in, he he scored two touchdowns on Friday. Yeah, he did some he did some things. But he's not but he's not playing a lot. Yeah. So so, so it's kind of interesting to see how that's going to play out, but I think it's good that there's competition at that position because we were all kind of afraid of what's going to happen after Mason's gone. Yeah, and um, obviously, I think there's still you know reason to be cautious with this group because of course, of course, it's not they're not Mason. Yeah, they're they're not Mason. <laughs> you're, I don't think you're going to get Mason like that unless if you just get very lucky. Um, all these guys work hard though. They're really nice guys. I got to talk to Kason and Austin. I haven't talked to Jason yet, but they're working hard. They know it's a competition to try to get that backup spot, and it's really different for them after last year you know where when quinn was basically the, the shoe in yeah, yeah he was the backup yeah and uh, for good reason and to this year you know there will be times where either they're blowing people out um i don't think they'll i mean obviously they could get blown out either way there could be a blowout in the game and they could you mm-hmm. know second string quarterback will go in so that's and they're all redshirt already they're all redshirt yeah they're freshmen. all redshirt freshmen so, so that's there's, big there's no need for people to for them to be sit be sat in terms uh, to be able to be redshirted. Mm-hmm. So, Other than Will Keen. But. Yeah, Will Keen, freshman. Um, but, yeah, I think that that's going to be the uh, the thing to, to watch is that whenever there is a blowout or whenever Mason's shoe comes off for a play, who goes in for that, right. for that play? And, and, I, and, again, I think it's important because all three of these guys know that they're, they're basically competing for the starting spot next year. Yeah. And, I mean, we it's kind of going to be like, I hate to say this, but, like, who's going to transfer? I mean, really, when you think mm-hmm. about it, because, like, Cade transferred. Yeah, I mean, he was kind of... Because Cade Pearson was below these guys. Yeah, he, th- yeah, exactly. He was below these guys. So it's going to be... I mean, they're all fighting for that spot, yeah. you know? Um, 
So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, and I think it's important to watch that. Yeah, the likelihood of these one of these three starting is extremely high because it would take either obviously like a junior college transfer, mm-hmm. which at the quarterback position is not as not as a prominent. Probably I more guess. graduate transfer. Yeah, from yeah, like it have to be something from a, like from that. From a power five. School exactly. Hits. So it'd be either one of those, or it'd be like I don't, they'd have to get like a four four star freshman to come in here and go crazy, but. I don't know if that's happening. It could. Who knows? <laughs> it with could, the, but yeah. With the, with the class that they're bringing in, I mean, it could happen, but I'm not going to rely on it. So, yeah, one of these three will probably be a starter next year. Yep. So, we'll see. Um, who do you have? Who else did you have? So, I also have uh, Greg White. Okay. So, after the departure of Jalen Guyton for the draft, we got we got Greg White, who hasn't no one's really seen much of. Yeah. But he'll be, he'll be taking that spot, it looks like. And, I mean, I think we've, we've both kind of seen – what we expect from him, yeah, from the spring, yeah, he's he's not going to be the playmaker that Jalen was. He's not running a four four, right? Exactly. But he's still he's still an athlete. But he's huge. He's I mean, tall. He, he's tall. He's big, and he's physical, and that that's going to matter at that position. And I think he's going to be able to be be that the reliable starter while you you have Bussy on on the other side, kind yeah. of taking a majority of those catches. And exactly. All right, let me give y'all three names. To watch as from the receiving group. Yeah, we'll just do this as a receiving thing. So here, here, here's 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 a list. Jair Shorter, uh, number sixteen. He's a bigger guy. He was recruited as a tight end, moved to receiver. Uh, he's gonna basically. I think he's basically gonna be Greg White's backup. So mm-hmm. he'll get some good snaps. Uh, Austin Agunmakin. I'm glad you could say that straight away. Number eighteen, I you believe. You practice that? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> Anyways, number eighteen, uh, I believe. He's going to be kind of uh, either Rico's backup or he'll, he's he's another big receiver in that way. So they have a lot of big receivers on this team, which is and, good. Yeah, which is which is solid. And then on the inside, we saw Devin Langston had two two touchdown catches mm-hmm. uh, from the slot position. He's a kind of a, a shorter, quicker guy. He had two touchdown receptions in the game that we saw on Friday. So those are three guys that I think are going to be really uh, key for this receiving, for the depth of this receiver position mm-hmm. or receiver unit as a whole. To get uh, to keep it up, keep get going, and uh, without a uh, guidance. What about the those freshmen that are coming in? Oh man! Do you see? Do you see? I, I I feel like we'll see one of them, and it could be any of them. Uh, I don't know because you have Jalen Darden. All right, he's not. He's he's great. He's gonna be. Yeah, Jalen Darden. Darden's gonna. Mike Law is great. He's gonna be there. Uh, Rico Bussy's gonna be there. We think Greg White is gonna be there. So those are gonna be the four starters. And the only shaky one you could say is Greg White. So, I mean, in the slot, especially with Bodie's new offense, right, there's not going to be a lot of slot. Like, a lot of times they're only going to have one uh, slot guy out there. Yeah, they're not going to run out four receivers every time. Yeah, they're not going to run that out nearly as much as they did last year. A lot of it's going to be Kelvin Smith or uh, Pirtle or... uh, Even even double tight end sets. Yeah, double tight end sets. Yeah, there will be times where... There won't be a slot receiver on the field, so I don't think outside of Darden and Lawrence there will be a slot receiver that emerges really at all, in my opinion. Uh, and you have some talented guys there. You have Dion Hare Griffin and Devin Langston, and then you have like um, you have guys coming in that can do the same thing as well. Um, I don't want to forget who the one is from. Oh, Keelan Jackson. Keelan Jackson, the little five ten from Shadow Creek, really talented there. Um, so on the slot, I don't think you're going to have anyone break out. On the outsides, I think maybe someone could get some run there. I think Katib Lyles, we talked about mm-hmm. before. 
Um, he was a late pickup, but he was a 84 or 85 yep. that came in. He was really high rated. So he could come in and get some snaps. Um, outside of him, I mean, you have Deontay Simpson. You have guys like that who could make, who could make plays, but I'm not going to bet on them. Okay. Right now. I think yeah. Katib Lyles is probably the most likely, though. I got you. Because he'd, all he'd have to do is beat out, like, Ogun McKinnon or uh, Shorter, guys like that. So, yeah. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, that, those were the receivers. Did you have any anyone else? Just uh, We already talked about Cam Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson. So, yeah, we did talk about Cam. Cam looked great. Cam was, Cam was terrific. Yeah. Was um, I, I didn't write this down, but we did kind of mention it with the double tight end sets. Do you see someone outside of Kelvin kind of making an impact at the tight end position. Well, here's my thing: is that Jason Pertle is I haven't seen him block enough. So, and that's on me. That's not on him. He could block. I don't know. But whenever I watch him play, it feels like he's always going out for a route, mm-hmm. and which is good because receiving tight ends are good. Like that's a yeah. that's a plus. But I just haven't seen him block enough to where I don't know if he can keep defenders honest. So if a guy's on him. And a lot of times, you know, a lot of times tight ends will block for a second and then dip out on the route or right. something. I don't know. You know, it's there's there's some complexes in it, and it takes a lot to be both a blocking tight end and a receiving tight end and, been able, and be able to do both of those well. So I just haven't seen him block enough. So Pirtle, I think receiving-wise, could have like a 20 reception year. That could be solid. Um, and then uh, what, Cole McCreary, I believe was yeah. the other one's name. Um I think he's more of a prototypical, you know, block and pass yeah. uh, tight end. So that will be interesting to see if if they go like two tight ends, it might be McCreary and Smith instead of Pertle and Smith, you know, mm-hmm. like in a, in a jumbo set theoretically. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I think that's all we all I had. For yeah, that I don't have anything else. All right, is it time for questions? I think it's time for time for questions. All right, we have plenty of questions. Plenty of questions. That's big time. I appreciate everyone putting the questions in because we had those times where we were just kind of left on red. Well, yeah, I also asked for questions from some people. Anyways. That's okay. They didn't <laughs> leave you on red. So. They did not. All right. First on Twitter, we have Gavin Doolittle said, O-line has always been a slight to definite question mark under <laughs> Latrell. What does the unit look like coming out of spring and how is the tackle situation shaping up? Well, good thing we talked about that for the most part. Yeah. But just to reiterate it, the offensive line. Okay. How about this? Let's make it easy. Your panic meter on the offensive line, out coming out of spring, and in, in, in relative to what? Relative to last season. So let's say, so if you were to say, if it's a 10, zero, what what is it? A ten is a bust. Zero is the best offensive line in the country. What's your panic oh, okay. meter? Okay, <laughs> uh, a four. Oh, that's pretty high. That's pretty low. I don't, so you're not I don't panicking. really know. I don't really know. Yeah, I'm not panicked. I feel like this is going to be – this could possibly be a top three offensive line in Conference USA. Wow. Left tackle matters so much. That is a big statement. That's Coleman. a big statement, and I could be completely Considering wrong. Considering they were probably bottom three? Bottom half last year. Maybe worse. Damn. Mason didn't throw the way with the wall so many times. We, they might be a really, really <laughs> awful. Right? Like but, Mason's but adjusted. I feel like every single time – it was Jordan Murray blowing whatever. And yeah, but the rest of the offense line wasn't great. And I'm not saying they're great, but I feel like once you if how do you say his name? Planton? Planton. If yeah. he's if he's able to solidify that left tackle spot, it makes everyone else better. And I feel like those three guys in the middle are 
good to above average mm -hmm. and i feel like with planting on the left it's going to kind of take the pressure off of them and they can worry about themselves and then brammer on the right i feel like he'll be able to do a solid job mm -hmm. there obviously he's not you know yeah the solid guy that everyone else is but i feel like with planting it's going to make everyone else better and this line will be significantly better yeah and thankfully jalen ferguson went to the nfl uh Zimenez from old dominion i think both of them had like or ferguson had four sacks and Zimenez i think had two or yeah. three so there's six sacks right there you know that's gone from your schedule hopefully uh yeah hopefully the houston doesn't have too much or uh who else they playing? SMU, Houston, Cal. Those are the three big ones. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll so see so what's your panic meter at? Uh, You're going to say six, right? No, I would say five. I'd I'm say five or six. I'd say five and a half. Five and a half because I'm still not sold on this offensive line. Um, I, don't th I don't think we should be sold, but I just, like I said, I just feel like Planton is a huge step above Jordan Murray. We're putting high expectations on, on Plan. You have to. We gotta have this, is, this is Mason's final year. You have to you have to have high expectations. And they went all in on the left tackle spot, so I appreciate it. I think that's really big. I think that's a really good thing to do. They, and they realized their weakness and, and show hopefully I, fixed I, it. I hope they realized their weakness. All right. <laughs> Next we have from Mason Fine Liker. Um, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say from Mason Fine. <laughs> Mason Fine is asking us questions. <laughs> Uh, Appreciate Mason. you listen to the, the pod, Mason. <laughs> Mason, come on the pod. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> All right. Uh, what unit has the most potential to make a big jump from last year? Ooh, we didn't talk about this one in pre-production. That's, that's, that's tough for me. Because on the offense, I don't think you really can. I don't think there is anybody on the offense that's going to make a big jump. Uh, are they talking I mean, about left like a person or position? unit 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 a unit so i guess offensive line i guess is the offensive only, line is the only candidate the best offense. candidate but yeah. on defense that's tough too because the secondary you're asking a lot is probably taking a little step back uh, yeah and then linebackers a little step back step back the line again maybe but i mean that's kind of okay here's mine okay i'm breaking the rules because i'm okay. not counting the entire linebacker group but i think i think joe zogu and jamie king are gonna have a big big year I think they're going to get okay. the sacks that, that EJ and them were getting. Even though it's a different position, I think them off the edge, I think they're going to – I think because I think the defense line is going to be really good. But I think oh, the, I agree too. I think the defense line was really good last year too. So I don't think that's taking a big jump. But I think Jamie King and Joe Zogu off the edge is going to be really nasty. Or wherever they move on the strong side, I think they're going to be really a, really a force to be, to be reckoned with. Yeah, I, I guess I'll just agree with you because I don't really see a huge jump. Mm -hmm. Offensive line, obviously, but I feel like that's – that just kind of has to happen. so Yeah, of course. Of course. All right, let's get to these other questions I have uh, via text from asking people if they have questions about the, from, uh, for the pod. <laughs> um, all right. What a guy. Um, this is from UTSA fan Levi Jeffries. Uh, what early enrollees have stood out the most? <laughs> I don't know UTSA. why you're laughing. <laughs> we got a UTSA fan to send in the, the question. Those questions. <laughs> okay. What was the question? I'm sorry. I was taken aback. <laughs> what early enrollees have stood out the most? All right. I will answer the question first. Let's go through the early Yeah, I was going to say name off the early enrollees first for everybody. Will Keen, a quarterback, didn't get much run at all. He actually had a different colored helmet. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> I looked at Bruni. I was like, why is he wearing a different helmet? And he's like, Bruni goes, that's the freshman helmet. <laughs> was like, it was like, okay. <laughs> It's like it's like the greenhorn helmet. Yeah, it's like <laughs> all right. Yeah, um, it's like if you go to Ohio State and they all have stickers on their helmets, and you just see the guy without the stickers, and you're just like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Guy. So, uh, so he's not a candidate. No, Wilkin is not. Um, 
actually, let me just pull it up real quick. No, I'm trying to think. I can I can name these. You can name them. You got it. Well, DeAndre Plan early enrolled, but he's obviously whatever. He's a senior. Quinn Whitlock is from a junior college, but same same type of deal. So Oscar Attaway. So really needing freshman. Okay, Oscar Attaway is definitely the one that stood out the most. Yes, that's if, not if a, we're talking about freshmen. Yeah. Yes, I'm trying to think what other freshmen early enrolled. Will I think it was six people? Will Quinn. Oscar and DeAndre are four. Um, is there anybody else? Are you going to make me look it up, Colin? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you, <laughs> why would I know more than you? You're knowledgeable, Colin. Don't, you, I, I'm not saying I'm not knowledgeable. I'm saying credit. You're, you're more knowledgeable. Oh, thank you. Colin. Yeah. Um, got to patronize Bruni on his own show. Right. Uh, all right. Here we go. The early enrollees for spring football. Let me come right here. Oscar, Bunner didn't. Mm, I think that might have been it. Just those four. Yeah, that might have been it. Will. Okay, well, it's definitely Oscar then. If you can't remember their name, it was Oscar. Yeah, that. I mean, that's definitely true. I think it was so, those four. Yeah, I mean, it was surprising to see him get as many snaps as he did. Yeah. Um, I mean, that just goes to show how how ready he is mm-hmm. uh, physically. So. Yeah. Um. QTSA fan. <laughs> He's TSA fan. All right. Uh, we got another one. Law Tech fan. No, yeah, <laughs> right? We should just have people calling in yeah. to the show. They're like, yes, I'm from Ruston, Louisiana. <laughs> Ruston, Louisiana. Y'all couldn't guard Galen Ferguson. Call 855 right? <laughs> We got to get a sponsor. <laughs> 755 Progressive. <laughs> oh, give a call. Anyways. Nationwide is on right. your side. Anyways, uh, this one's from Travian. What freshmen have you seen? Okay, this is the same question. Early enroll of these. All right, MVP of the spring, Colin. MVP of MVP the spring. MVP of the spring. Go. Even though you only went to one Friday. Well, who was, who, I mean, if, if if I'm basing off that one game, Cam. Cam. <laughs> Cam. I mean, he he literally was a playmaker, and he was. I mean, I guess Kaysen. He threw two touchdowns. Kaysen did throw touchdowns. Uh, I'm trying to think. But based on that day, I would say Cam because of what we thought he was going to be, and what he's kind of progressed to be. Uh-huh. Uh, he's he's kind of shown that he's able to make some plays. Yeah. Hey, he's a junior. Yeah, so he, and he is another year, so. Yeah, so he's not young. Right, we, uh, I'm trying to think. My MVP is going to be, damn, this is tough. I think that it's going to have to be, because nobody stood out like that at the linebacker position. Defensive line, Hamilton, when he played, was good. Offensive line I, was fine. It was, they weren't great. Mason wasn't great, like I said. Uh, Rico didn't stand out. Like, all the good players that you expect to stand out, they didn't make, like, play after play in the spring. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Kyrie Muhammad didn't make play after play. Taylor Robinson made some plays, was really solid. Uh, I mean, Cam's interceptions really stand out the most. And I'm trying to think. You know what position we didn't talk about today? What's that? I'm going to avert the question. Uh, We didn't (laughs) talk about the nickel corner spot with Jameel Moore and Tyreek Davis. That is an underrated position, in my opinion. And I think Jameel Moore, who I think is the starter right now, yeah. is going to really, really, really open some eyes this year. Yeah. He like, took uh, Ashton Preston's spot last season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> so he's he's already in the, the good graces of the community. The and, good graces of the community. And I think he's going to take another step forward this year. Uh, I think Tyreek Davis is a really good player, too. He's no slouch. And so they'll both play. It's kind of like the jack position. That is a position that has a lot of talent between those two guys alone. Mm-hmm. And we'll see if that plays out there. 
Um, we'll see how that plays out there, I should say. But the secondary is looking good to me. It's looking good. I think it's just looking better than what we thought it was going to be. Well, yeah, because obviously there's always trepidation without Kimon and uh, Nate. Trepidation. Make fun of my word choice, Colin. Make fun Man, of my man's got a thesaurus in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we've answered all these other questions. Uh, differences in the offense, uh, defense, yada, yada. Um, all right, Colin. Was there anything else you had to say about th- this team? Actually, here's here's a game. Here's a game? Here's a game. Surprise segment. Over, <laughs> under. Oh, we do this all the time off the air because we're nerds. Uh, <laughs> over under. So the offense has averaged thirty five, basically thirty five. Oh, I like this game. one. Okay, yeah, because we talked about this. Well, like, I haven't even asked the question yet. Colin. I know what you're gonna say. Anyways, the offense has averaged about thirty five and a half points a game in the last two years. Over under, thirty seven and a half points per game for this offense. Making it. Making it's hard face, to go higher about than that. it. Right, thirty five and a half points a game. Is a lot. But if they're gonna play faster. Like, yeah, but that could also mean faster three and out. Right, like, that could. More Possession for the other team mm. could mean a lot of stuff. How much did they average again last season? 35.2, 35. something And they averaged like the year before that 38, right? No, 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 no. They averaged like 35 both years. Did they? Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm almost positive. Over. Uh, man, I'm going to go the over. Wow. It's not going to be by a lot. It's going to be by the very minimum amount. Yeah, they averaged 35.5 points a game last year. Okay. Yeah, I'll go over. Oh, man. It's going to be. It's not going to be. What was my question? Over under 37 and a half points. Man. Well, this this is... Okay, let's, let's break this down. Is the offense supposed to be on paper better than it was last year? In different ways, yes. Why do you say that? I feel like losing Jalen, even though he didn't really have a productive year last season, he was still a threat, mm-hmm. and defenses had to be honest with him. I feel mm-hmm. like with Greg White, that's lessened. However, I think that having different sets and going faster also kind of keeps the defense on its heels. And... Um, the double tight end sets and everything like that. It's going to give defenses a different look that they haven't seen in the past from this uh, team. So you lose some, you, you you gain some in different aspects. I think on paper, this offense personnel-wise should be much better than it was last year. I f- yeah, okay, but in terms of experience. Yeah, okay, I know. But, I'm, but I'm talking about like. I know what you mean. Yeah. Okay, so you're, you're going over. Oh, that's a lot of points. Oh, that's a Especially, lot of hey, if they get scored on more, they get the ball back faster. <laughs> That's a good point too. They could they could be in a lot of shootouts, a lot yeah. more shootouts than they were last year, because you look at it. Two years ago, they won a lot of shootouts, and they won close games. So they had to put up like forties, forties a game. Um, last year, they could rely on their defense a lot, a lot more. So you they could had argue those, the defense won them more games. They did. Their defense was better than the offense last year. We said that time after time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good point. Actually, that point alone, I think the the defense taking a little step back. They're going to be in a little more shootouts. I'm going to take the over as well. I'll say about 38, 39. That's going to be really – That's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy is right. That's going to be top 15 in the country. Okay, my, my over-under because it just popped in my head. Over-under 4,500 yards for Mason in his senior year. What do you have? Believe what, he had, believe he had 4,200 last season. What did he put up last year? I don't know if that's right. Maybe we just predicted 4,200. He had – 40,000 40, – okay, 40,000. Okay, 4,052 yards last year. Whew. The year before he had more, I think. I don't remember. 4,052 yards. Do we think he's going to get 4,500? Assuming that he plays – oh, this is two years ago. Two years ago he had 40 – okay, see, there you go. Two years ago he had 4,052. Last year – I was looking at last year's – or two years ago stats because I saw Jeff Wilson. 
Last year, the offense averaged 34.62 points, and Mason put up 3,793 yards. But again, if we're saying they're going to average 38 points a game, that's four more points a game. Yep. He averaged 291 yards per game last year. So there's going to be more shootouts. Hopefully they lose the second half. I don't want to score the game or in the game anymore. Let's say they have 13 games. He'd have to put up 330, roughly. 350? Give it to me. The All over. Right. All right. All right. Call is taking the over. Um... I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the under. I gotta have my the faith in my boy Mason. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the under. Yeah, we need to we need to have faith in Mason and then get him on the podcast. Yeah, see now he's gonna say no because you said under. Well, all right. Well, this man's gonna, aiming for five k. Okay, he's gonna have a great he's gonna have a great year. <laughs> this man's aiming for five k. Five k. Jesus. Uh, I'll say the under. I'll say the under pretty uh, confidently. I'll take the under. Um, anything else, Colin? No. Did you have any other over unders come to mind? Who do no. you want on the pod, Colin? I want Mason on the pod. Oh, you want Mason on the pod? We're building up to him. Building up. We've been, uh, well, actually, we've only had offensive players, so, I mean, we got to have a defensive player at some point. After Mason? Question mark? Okay. Well, it doesn't matter. Next two weeks, we're going to try to have guest and a guest. Yeah, it's going to be the, the the back-to-back guests. Yeah. Um, we don't know who they're going to be yet, but they're going to happen. It is going to happen. Yeah. We just, we're just, Mason, if you're listening, please. <laughs> <laughs> please, Mason. <laughs> We, we don't beg, a, Colin. We have a spot for you. Colin, we don't beg on this podcast. Begging. Yes, I'm just you are. You're begging. No, no, you're begging. Completely different. You completely are Completely different. I'm out of my hands and knees right now. Nope. Well, I have a college basketball championship to watch and a Spanish test to study for, Colin. That's great. Let's plug everything first. All right. We haven't plugged anything. Y'all haven't heard us plug anything. At the anything. very beginning. They're probably turning the off the... we did. They're turning off the podcast <laughs> right now. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud and uh, Apple Podcast at Bruni's Breakdown Podcast. Follow us on Twitch at Bruni's underscore Breakdown. I think we're at eight followers now on Twitch. Clap for clap for them. Clap, clap for, the for them on Twitch. Uh, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. We only have five still. I was listening to a podcast today that had two thousand two hundred. I want to get there. Colin. We can get to twenty two hundred in the next year. <laughs> if we can get to twenty two in the next year, I'll be happy. <laughs> uh, but no, leave us a rating uh, if you like it. If you love it. I'm not going to give you any other option besides that. Four if you and don't half, like it, still give us five. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, tell your mom, tell your dad to give us a rating. Take their phone, leave us a rating. Do anything you can, all right? Um, Help the cause. Yeah, after, other than that, follow him on, follow Colin on Twitter at CJH Mitchell uh, for great photography. And then follow Thank me you. on Twitter at, for at MattBruni25. We have a big thing coming out this week. Oh Colin. yeah, why have we not plugged this? We haven't plugged it because that's awful. I kind of want to keep it discreet. Okay, and then just be prepared for something. Be prepared. I think Wednesday, right? We said Wednesday, roughly. Wednesday for part one. Wednesday, Thursday will be part one, and then a day or two after that will be part two. You're gonna want to, you're gonna wanna want this. This is gonna be really fun. I think y'all are gonna enjoy this, and then we have a lot more stuff coming out in the future, God willing. <laughs> God willing. Godspeed. Yes. So uh, hopefully we can get all this stuff out for y'all. Uh, become a subscriber on Mean Green 24 7. Um, if you please, we're going to have some a lot of recruiting stuff coming out. Uh, North Texas 2020 class just got its fourth commit. Big stuff. Big stuff by them. Um, I think I've plugged everything, Colin. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think we're good. I think we're doing a great job. Thank y'all very much for listening. Um, we will be back next week, hopefully, with a guest. Uh, send us any of your questions. Yes, with a guest. Send us any of your questions, and y'all have a great week.